Hi everyone, welcome to How I Write, a podcast from the California State University San Bernardino's Writing Intensive Program. I'm your host, Jonathan Abrao. In this week's episode, I talked to Corbin Wild, an English professor at College of the Desert in Palm Desert, California. Corbin is a CSUSB alumni where she got her master's degree in composition and rhetoric. Corbin and I talk about her time teaching first-year composition, student perspectives on writing, and the idea of a student becoming a student. And we're jumping straight into that conversation right now. Hey, Corbin. Thanks for uh, agreeing to join me on this interview. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's great to be here. How are you feeling today? Pretty excited, you know. Got classes to teach, but it's always fun to get back to my roots and talk composition. It's interesting, your roots. <laughs> my roots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your roots, um, which I, t- I thought were different, not composition-based. They are not, actually. Um, I did my undergrad in literature, as many people do, and when I was at CSUSB doing my master's, I was one of those who took the comp program hoping to do as little composition as possible and as many literature courses as I could. And then, of course, when I hit uh, the job market, composition is the thing, and I fell in love with it then. Actually, the first time I was ever in a composition classroom was the first class I taught at the college level. That wasn't at the grad level. Wait, say that again? Yeah, no, I never took... um, I had tested out of composition for my undergrad, and so even the upper writing division, I tested out of that as well. So I never took composition as an undergrad. That's interesting because I remember starting at Cal State in the composition program. Yeah. And my first composition class was my first composition class that I, like wasn't here, wasn't just intro to composition. Yeah. So I never even thought about or talked about composition until I was in the grad program and the master's. Um, but the first time I was in a lower division composition course, it was teaching it. As as the instructor. Yeah. Isn't that it's <laughs> yeah. bizarre? I know. I don't. <laughs> How do you think that affected like your approach to it? Because composition, I think, is a very, like you go into it as a student. I don't know as a professor how you went into it, but as a student, you go into it very, uh, this is going to be a writing heavy course. Yeah, or you know what's interesting about it is I think um, so many of our K-12 students come into the community college assuming in their English course they're going to be talking poetry and reading novels and things like that, which isn't really the core of a composition course. So it was neat at first because we were defying expectations together. You know, my wheelhouse was primarily teaching literature or I had been in lots of literature courses. Um, So it was a learning experience for the students and I together, which probably wasn't that great for them, but really set up my ethos as an instructor where we're on this journey together. Mm -hmm. And it's it's an attitude that I haven't haven't lost yet. How do you think? um, Because I imagine when you did literature, it was it was very reading heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you how do you think that affected like your the way you looked at writing specifically? So I've always thought that because the relationship between reader and writer is so intimate, um, I think one can't exist without the other. You have to read to appreciate or learn about writing and you have to write in order to enact those lessons that you learn. 
So for me, they're always intrinsically linked. Um, you can't read without writing and you can't write without reading. So for me, it, they're just so, so closely related that I don't think coming from a literature background has changed how I would approach that. But then again, I don't know, because that is my background, right? Yeah, it's what, it's what you know. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because I think I had the opposite experience where I enjoyed writing before I enjoyed reading. Sure. Yeah, and it wasn't until you gave me a copy of Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it really changed the way it. I think it was between that and reading uh, "Me Talk Pretty One Day" for mm -hmm. class that I suddenly had like this different view on what writing could be. Yeah, and I think that's the way you frame it in a composition classroom. Like we're reading this thing, and okay, there's something being argued here, or there's something happening within this piece of writing that we're looking at. But also, what can we learn from it as writers, right? So it's all in how you frame it. There's the le it's really layered, right? It's mm -hmm. this is what you can learn from the text in terms of theme, and this is what you can learn from the text um, in terms of life, and this is what you can learn from the text in terms of what do I like about writing and what do I want to have as part of my writing? Um, Cause I always ask my students that as well. Like, what did you enjoy about this writing? What did you not like? All right. How are you going to apply these writing lessons from this piece to your own work? Mm -hmm. One of the strong suits of good composition courses is that if you help the students discover their writing process, right? Mm -hmm. um, we all love process driven writing. We love drafting as instructors and we love to talk about how important it is, whether or not we actually yeah. follow our own advice. But um, I think if your students leave the composition classroom with a writing process that can get them from prompt to product successfully without them pulling their hair out, that's a good, that's a good freshman comp class. Mm -hmm. You've done a good job. I remember before you told me that, I don't know if it was an undergrad or maybe just growing up that you were... Being a reader was very like ingrained in your identity. Yeah. What did that mean for your writing? Did you like writing? Like, a mm, I'm sure those who are still hanging around CSUSB might remember some uh, ill-advised slam poetry readings that I participated in. Um, but I, I never really thought of myself as writer. Um, I've always thought of myself as a consumer. Um, a consumer of text, a consumer of media. And so I always thought of myself as kind of a repository for these things. Um, it wasn't really until the master's program that I started to think about how these things are put together and the person on the other side of this, right? Mm -hmm. The author, the writer. Um, and in that way, it deepened my, my joy in reading. I think the idea of writer is very fraught for a lot of students and comes with some implications or responsibilities that they don't quite feel ready to own mm -hmm. in the first year uh, composition course. So my thing is I always tell them that I want them to be communicators, right? Um, and that might be a little bit sacrilege, but I tell them our medium is through writing, but I want them to be able to express themselves. And writing is one of the main ways we do that as humans. Yeah. Um, I do have an assignment that I have them do at the end of the semester, um, and it's just called, are you an author? And I have them write 
make an argument about whether or not after doing this course, do they consider themselves an author? And it requires them to define what they think an author is and all of these things um, and reflect on their past work. And most of the time students say no, um, which is, you know, I think to be expected. Um, I don't expect the students to leave a first year composition program th thinking that they're writers. I expect them to start having the seed that they could be if they felt like it or if they want to be. I think about, I was subbing in a high school class recently and I asked a kid about his, uh, their assignments. Yeah. And he said, yeah, we do like a daily journal and sometimes she gives us a topic, but like once a week she'll give us a free write okay. where we can talk about anything. And Without me even asking, he said, I hate the free rights. <laughs> I said, why do you hate the free rights? And he said, because I can write about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes me think about that, right? Um, where sometimes it's not even what's being asked to be written about mm -hmm. that gets to students. It's just the act of writing. Sure. It, it does become a boogeyman. Um you know, this semester I haven't, I've had an uptick in students who have just completely told me I suck at writing, I suck at English, I suck at this, I suck at that, right? Um, and it's become a monster for them. So they mm -hmm. sit there staring at a blank piece of paper and they're just like, I suck at this. And I'm like, don't even try then. Let's just, let's do something else. Let's talk about it, right? And sometimes I just take notes for them. And I'm like, there's, you, you need to find a way to bridge your, your thoughts in the paper, right? Yeah. And I see it as my purpose in the classroom to help them do that. Yeah, calling back to something you said, um, which is actually, I think, uh, the way that I look at things too, is that it's a, it's an act of communication. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because um, even when you're talking about things like uh, academic English um, and what a paper should look or read like, mm -hmm. um, the argument, I think, is sometimes clarity. Sure. Right. Even though you can usually communicate things effectively in a variety of ways. One of the things that uh, one of the pieces I like to give my students is Kurt Vonnegut's uh, How to Write with Style. And it was written for a, a paper magazine or a paper distributor, actually. Uh, and one of the things he says in it is the goal of writing is to be understood. And therefore, your writing should be understandable. I might have that backwards. But that's the gist of it. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, but, and I think that's one of the first pieces I have my students read because I want them to know that's the goal here, right? We want you to be understood. Whatever, whatever you're trying to communicate, whether it be an academic essay held to the highest rigors of the academy, or it's simply an opening paragraph for a job application, um, you need to be understood because mm -hmm. that's something that a, I think benefits society to have more voices and B is something you should be inherently entitled to is for understanding. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest disservices we do to students in the composition classroom is establishing that, that greater is audience, which I think is just, is, is just screwing you up for the future, right? That your only audience you have to worry about is the person giving you a grade like, great, way to strip us down to just, like, another cog in the bureaucratic yeah. wheel of big education, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, 
I'm no, no, no. Sorry. no, 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 no. That... <laughs> that's the thing. If you tie it that closely to like, but please that... me, and well, like, what are we? We're just gatekeepers. Then. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I think. I I found too is like working with my younger brother who doesn't like writing sure. is that even and with the student that I had the conversation with, like even when you're given a free prompt, you still feel like somebody's looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Even when you tell a student this is not being graded their head is still telling them there's a certain way you need to write this. Right. Right, right, right. And and that's based on their previous experiences. That's societal pressure. That's the academy, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You think that you're the professor you would have wanted to have as a student? I wonder... (laughs) (laughs) My first instinct was to say, and feel free to cut this. No one will ever know. I wonder if I would have bought my own bullshit. Like... (laughs) Like, I wonder if I would have been, like, this hag or something like that. <laughs> she think she's going to act like she cares about our voices or something like that. I wonder. Um, I don't know. I do my best. And I think I'm funny. And I think I'm, I'm understanding <laughs> and things like that. But I wonder if I had, like, a clone, if they would agree. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I do know that uh i steal things from my favorite professors i've ever had and i can hear their voice through mine uh and i hope that my students get something out of spending time with me for a semester i hope they do at the very least i just hope they they learn to communicate through writing Mm -hmm. or at least figure out the tools that they need in order to successfully write something right because again if we're talking process driven writing it's not about getting it right the first time. It's about being able to figure out what you need in order to get it to that place of product. Yeah. Being what? able to maybe identify, like, it, when you write it, not writing the perfect thing, but being able to look at it and be like, okay, I could, I could uh, communicate this more effectively here or here. Or figuring out what resources you can access to mm-hmm. do that, right? Because we do things like peer review. We do things like encouraging students to go to tutors or office hours and things like that. And so if you're writing something and it's not coming out the way you want, are you remembering, even if it's something very personal or whatever, are you remembering how you can use your tools to get that where you want it to be? Yeah. You know, part of the uniqueness of teaching first year composition is you're also kind of their gateway into college. So I also see my position in the composition classroom as being kind of like tour guide, like these are what office hours are for. Um, When a professor assigns you reading, this is what they're expecting you to do with that. They're not just, you know, you, they, it's going to, or, and if they don't give you a quiz or do something with it, the very next class, it's still expected for this reason, or these are the resources on campus. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. No one necessarily tells us we have to do that, but if you're the first teacher a student sees, somebody should. And I think the pervasive attitude on most campuses is somebody did. But I don't know if that's true. Yeah, 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 I know for sure. And it doesn't hurt to be told twice what the library's for, you Mm -hmm. know? It's these little things that we assume students need to do, and most of that assumption is not ill-intended, but rather comes from, again, this place of privilege that we have. Most of us who are in a master's program or higher education are good at school. Mm-hmm. 
we're good at it. We know how it works. We know how to ask for help. Yeah. No one had to tell us or someone told us once and we took it to heart. But you also have to remember, particularly in a community college context, some of these students are here for a certificate or a degree in culinary arts or mm -hmm. automotive. Yeah. And they may not have anybody in their family or that they know who have done this. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they're less worthy of having access to these resources or um, instruction in reading and writing. But yeah. somebody should tell them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, not sort of helping them become students, right, um, is detrimental to them. That's interesting, becoming students. Yeah, well, because it's a, it's a very specific role. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. We have a responsibility. And it's not just composition instructors, but all instructors um, have the responsibility to help students do that. Yeah. Can you specify what that is? Um, navigate. Figure out their role. Figure out where they fit in. Right? Um, figure out exactly what it means to fulfill that role of student within the context they're in now. Mm -hmm. Right. And it looks different for every student. There's some things that are, you know, common across the the board, but it, you know, give them the space to ask. Mm -hmm. How does writing fit into that? Writing can construct identity, right? Yes. So I think if you are using that idea of constructing student identity as a second or tertiary goal of a first year composition course, I think you can build that in to your curriculum. Um, so what I mean by that, let me give a concrete example. Um, I always try to provide readings for students about students that struggled, mm -hmm. right? Because that opens up the opportunity for us to discuss and then write about ways in which they might be struggling and ways they might be confronting this. And this can work as like a very simple problem solution type paper writing assignment. This can work as a reflective writing assignment, or it could just exist in the realm of discussion, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, you know, I, I like to use writings about people who don't get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who struggle, who fail, who go through their own process personally and figuring out how to fit in. Right. Um, and I think what we can do in the writing classroom is give space for those types of conversations. Yeah. For students to see somebody else communicating themselves and say, right. hey, I'm struggling. And that allows the student to be like, oh, I can communicate that I'm struggling. Right. And now I'm going to learn how to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and we all know that some people are more OK in an open discussion to talk things out and mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know, I don't know this or I'm having a hard time with that. Um, but then when you give them that writing assignment on the other end, you can allow those more verbal students to sort of delve deeper. And you can also give those students who are a little more introverted an opportunity to write about in the first place. And now as an instructor, you kind of have a peephole into what's going on, mm -hmm. right? And so you can not only look at their writing and give them um, feedback on how to improve their writing, but you also have feedback for how you can work with these students and help them, right? Yeah. So you can sort of like manage your work that way. So you, it, it's, it's something that works as a relationship. What do you think your favorite assignment is right now? I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I don't know. So what I'm excited about right now is um, 
I'm going to be designing a, I've been working on this idea of incorporating student voice into learning outcome assessment, right? And it's not something that many people are comfortable with is what do students think about mm -hmm. their achievement of learning goals? Um, because, you know, that goes back to our ivory tower stuff of like, well, I know mm -hmm. if they're doing good writing because yeah. I studied this for yeah. a million years. Sure, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, the student voice is important as well. So I am working on this project where I'm going to have students build a rubric, a class rubric that we will then be using in the actual grading process. I am designing it in a way that's going to be iterative. I expect we will need multiple drafts. Um, I expect lots of conversations about what we value in writing, uh, what the academy values in writing, what is necessary and what isn't, what mm -hmm. what is more important, right? So, yeah. you know, I expect, I don't know what's going to come of it yet because I haven't done it. Um, but what I'm hoping to get out of this is A, an insight into what my students think is important in writing. Yeah. B, I want them to feel empowered and have some agency over their grades, right? And also over the things that they want out of the composition classroom. And see, um, I just think it might be funny. I honestly think it just might be fun. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll see how it yeah. goes. It's like that idea from earlier where it's like when a student sits down to write, they feel like someone's looking over their shoulder. Sure. And with this assignment, it's like, oh, it's you. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you know, you're the one. <laughs> so, you did that. And that's kind of the thing I want to do. And of course, if it goes off the rails or something, I'll have to pivot, be flexible. But it's something I really want to do um, simply because I think it, it might have some interesting results. You know, check back. We'll like, I'll mm -hmm. let you know how it goes. Yeah, I definitely will. I'm going to get some of my um, colleagues to do it with me. Um, I think some of them might be using it as more of like an extra credit opportunity and things mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Um, but you know, I'm expecting wildly different. I wonder what the commonalities are too. I expect them to be very, very different, Yeah. but what's going to be like the common link that students think is important in writing. Mm -hmm. I also have the suspicion that it's going to say something uncomfortable about myself as an instructor. How so? Well, so if the students are going like, I'm not like a prescriptivist at all. Uh, but if the students are going like grammar is the most important thing, mm -hmm. then based on the feedback I've been giving them on their essays, maybe they, I've been a little hammering a little bit too hard in on the mm -hmm. grammar and structure, right? Yeah. Or like if they go in hard on like MLA format is the end all be all of your essay, then mm, I might yeah. have been misrepresenting, mm -hmm. you know, or I might be uh, emphasizing that a little bit too much over things like, purpose or thesis or mm -hmm. you know these other things that i truly believe are more valuable so i do think it's going to be an interesting way to get a look at the student perspective and my own i will report back john then i'll email yeah, you yeah i agree it I might be trash that. honestly it might be terrible <laughs> <laughs> it might but it also might not i think I whatever, whatever happens i think is it's gonna definitely give you a lot of insight yeah it's gonna be interesting um and it might also be one of those things that you know in like five years it'll be like the basis of my course is this like community mm, yeah. rubric or something like that but you know for now it's it's an idea that i'm kind of playing with we'll see yeah anything else you want to uh say or 
teach at the community college. We need good people. Teach at the community college. It's we need good people, and it feels so good. They're just all the students are so nice, and it's just great. All right. Well, that's if that's it. Thank you so much. Thank Chloe. you, Jonathan. This was fun. Yeah. This was fun. How I Write is a production of California State University San Bernardino's Writing Intensive Program. Music by Kinsas Morera and Emmett Fenn. Thanks for listening.